Welcome to this episode of the Two Book Girls podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm Nicole. And today we're going to talk about Up in Smoke by T.M. Frazier and narrated by Lucy Rivers and Troy Duran. So let's get started. Up in Smoke is a standalone that is a portion of the King series by T.M. Frazier. And this is the story of Rage's mentor. We meet him in the book All the Rage. And this basically takes place I don't know if I know that we kind of discussed this last time. I thought it was a year later, but it might have been a few years later uh, from when all the rage takes place. And we see how he's coping with losing his girlfriend and his baby. And he's basically on a mission to get revenge or his version of justice for losing them. So, yeah. That's a good intro or that little summary. What about trigger warnings? Yeah, I think we should do the... So, you don't think this needs a trigger warning at all? Well, for violence, maybe, but I don't think there wasn't any rape or child, well, there was mild child abuse. You're right. I, this one did not have a lot of the same characteristics of some of the others. So, we'll, and we'll put a mild niece warning in this just because I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> You basically need a niece warning for anything that has sex in it, basically. <laughs> right. And since there's sex in this book, we'll go ahead and put at least a mild one on there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So listen at your own risk, nieces. So I guess we'll get started and briefly say that we, I mean, like we said, we like these books. These are just like one-offs now. So they're not the main characters in the King series, but they are some of the surrounding characters that make up the King series, you know king bear and or preppy go to for help um as needed so i guess we can get into some spoilers or mild spoilers at least because i don't think we actually do a lot of spoiling in our podcast i know i'm thinking quite a bit yeah we talk about random stuff that i think we get stuck on in the books more than spoil too much but um, I will say we brought it up in one of the other podcasts how I said that there's two more that are being added on a duet Mm -hmm. yeah did you already read them no because there's no audible yet I haven't read them but I figured out (laughs) who they were so um this is the point where we let you guys know that we are going to get started on some spoilers not too big because we like to you guys guessing but if you haven't read this book make sure you go read it and then come back to hear our conversation or discussion on it starting now so i think we already said that this was a few years after ray ray and smoke kind of fell out of touch and you know she comes back in this book to help him out which i thought was like super duper like cool but the way she comes back, I just love because it's not even like he asked her to come back and help her and help him with, you know, basically babysitting. It's like, even though she makes it seem like she was just around, I think she just, she wanted to see him. What do you think? I absolutely agree because he's the one that disappeared. He could not handle what happened. He couldn't handle his part in it. He blamed himself himself completely for what went down at the end of the All the Rage book. And so he's the one that went away. We even see in All the Rage, like she goes, tries to find him and he's disappeared. So yes, I think that she was happy to have the opportunity to go kind of squash that with him, you know, and have her mentor back, have her friend back. 
I agree. I also like the way that you get a another Grace character in Zelda. So Zelda is like, well, let me back up a little bit. How weird is it that this dude lives in a prison <laughs> or the warden's house? And so I'm like, through this whole book, I'm trying to think to myself, like, first of all, prisons are huge. So this is not like a small piece of land. And then I guess he lives like off to the side in this little warden's house. And I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, what kind of person do you have to be to not actually be in jail, but want to live on an old jail site or old prison jail, you know, prison yard? Like, that's crazy to me. But I digress. So Zelda lives, like, across the street or down the street or something from him. And she's known him since he was a little kid when he, you know, went through some a traumatic experience um, that you can read about in the book because I'm not going to go into it. But um, she basically, her and her husband basically kind of, like, take care of him while he's on the street, um, providing him food when he needs it and clothes or anything else. So I like how she was the grace kind of the great character that King Kirby and Bear had in the main series. Um, and then Smoke had this same character. And it's just like how Smoke was, I guess it's a little different, but Smoke was like the mentor to Rave. And probably if Smoke didn't have Zelda, he would not have known how to be the person that Rage needed him to be when she needed it. I completely agree. Um, I actually, until you brought it up, I did not make that connection that Zelda is kind of a Grace character, but you're absolutely right. And when Grace and her husband first meet Smoke when he's a child, he's a feral child. And he, I absolutely don't think he would have had the ability to know what rage needed, you know, when she needed it. But I also don't think he would have had the ability to have any type of productive life the way he was living. I mean, he was basically living like an animal, a feral animal. Yeah. I mean, he, he was very wild. And he says a lot that, you know, he didn't want Grace to become him. So that's the reason why he kind of set her up with Nolan in all the raids. But like you said, it's all it always it all goes back to Zelda because she was able to show him that, you know, give him that motherly love that he needed and it had such a huge impact on his life, even though at times he doesn't realize it. He thinks he'll never you know, find anybody who'll always be alone, of course, until he finds, what was her name? Oh, the, <laughs> the girl, her name. Yes, Frankie. Yes. Her name. And I don't know why I did not remember that. I remembered her fake name was Sarah, but yeah, her yeah. name's Frankie, and there's a reason I should have known that, but anyways, go on. Yeah, so, and so he finds Frankie, and of course, it all changes. And just like, you know, all of the other books, it's a romance book, a love story between someone who thought they were broken forever and, you know, the person that comes along and quote-unquote fixes them. But at the same time, they kind of fix each other, so. Right. I don't think it's fair to say, like. yeah. I, I don't think it's really fair to say either one of them fix the other one. It's more that the love they find in each other, the support they find in each other, comfort, etc., helps to mend their their emotional state I guess yeah what did you think about Frank I liked Frankie I thought this was an interesting story how she was like an adult hiding out as a kid you know she was a fake high school student she was too old to be in high school did you catch her age 
Because now this is kind of the opposite because in the other ones, you know, a lot of the girls are like 17 years old and the guys are older, but she's a fake high school student messing around with a high school student. Yeah, um, I believe she said that she didn't, there's a part in there where she said, I didn't like high school the first time I went through it or was in it four years ago. So I think she's 22, somewhere around there. Okay, yeah. But was Duke, was Duke pretending to be, was he actually that, high school age? I don't know. I honestly, I didn't question it when I was reading it till I just brought this up. I don't know if he was high school age, but just recruited by the these bad guys or if he was older too and he was there to watch her no he was the nephew of griff so he wasn't technically recruited he said he came up on it was so when she asked him how it happened he said it was by accident he said that he didn't know her, his uncle's enemy was until they gave him a name or a picture or something like that so and then that's when they became like close Okay, so he was a high school student then. He was. I mean, I think they're like seniors or something. I mean, they're at least, he's at least 17 or something. But anyway, since I got all hung up on that before, I just thought I'd point out that it's the reverse this time, that the girl's older. But, yeah. Not that it matters because, you know, she no. doesn't end up with him anyway. No. And all they do is kiss, which, you know, could have definitely gone further that one time. So. Right. I don't know. Um. okay we're gonna have to cut this part out let me did you have prepared questions at all no no okay uh did you no i thought i did honestly i thought i did but like i was looking at my little notebook i've been kind of jotting stuff down in Mm -hmm. and there is nothing so we might have to get into more spoilers in this one yeah so what was your overall impression of this book? Like, did you like it? Did you feel like it was, you know, a good addition to the King series? Like, kind of a necessary story or a story you wanted, you know, to hear? Or how how'd you feel about it? I mean, I like the story. I don't think I necessarily think that it was, like, it's not like I was like, oh, I wonder what happens to Smoke. Because, I, I mean, based on the other books, I always figured that he would just be, like, a lone wolf and go out and do his own thing and pop up, you know, periodically when people needed him. I didn't think, you know, probably like he didn't think he would fall in love and have this whole story, find this woman who happens to be badass, by the way. Like, she, you know, she takes what her father kind of inadvertently teaches her about hacking and she like frees human trafficking like women that are victims of human trafficking so i mean like i think that's really badass and then at even at the end like she she completely surprises everybody i thought she i didn't think she was a punk but i didn't think she was as brave as she was when she went back and kind of you know accepted rage's help to be given to the bad guys so that she could like basically give them one one more f you by stealing the rest of his money <laughs> i just i just thought that that whole situation was badass so i did i do like the book i did like the book would i have been upset if it would not have been written not necessarily because like i said but i liked it yeah i I liked it too. I like the story. I feel like it's kind of one of those bonus stories. Like it wasn't really necessary to the, um, to have in the series, but, um, 
it was a nice addition. There was one thing though that I cannot remember or I missed it somehow. You know I do other stuff while I'm listening to these books and so I was hoping you could help me out. Whenever his girlfriend or not girlfriend really it was just someone it was like a friend with benefits who was murdered um, and you know she was pregnant. Apparently Griff did he cut the baby out and take the baby? I mean, yes. yes. But because of that, one of the reasons that Frankie goes back is to, and that Rage goes, one of the factors was to get Smoke's baby. Yeah. Do they get his baby? No. And that was implied. I thought it was pretty much said, like that was one of her reasons for going. And then I just feel like that storyline was never completed. And that story was really interesting the idea that possibly his baby is still out there you know possibly like that baby did not die and griff you know maybe took the baby to use as leverage or something against smoke or something like that at some point who knows why crazy people do crazy things but that storyline just kind of dropped there was no resolution to it there was no nope there is no kid there was no we found a baby nothing and i still want to know does smoke have a baby out there you know I'm curious. So, they, she did say that one of the reasons why she did what she did was because of, you know, she could see, like, a little pink foot or whatever in the picture of Griff taking, you know, the baby away. Um, and that was one of the reasons why she did what she did. But the baby wasn't actually there. And it's and you're right. Like, it's not like she looked around for the baby or anything like that. So, technically, like, why did she go back if, you know... Or maybe she thought the baby was there, but it doesn't even say that she looked for the baby or got a chance. I mean, because Smoke was there when she got shot. Like, I don't know. But they do find the baby. They do? Um, Kevin, yeah. So Kevin, I guess he does his hacker thing, and he finds the baby, and they bring him to They bring the little girl to um, Smoke. Okay. <laughs> and they live happily ever after. Shut up. Did I see it? Okay, so I thought that just was completely missing. How did I miss that? It was at the end. It was at the very end. It was a part of the epilogue, I guess. Did I stop it before the epilogue? Oh, I might have to go, I might have to go back and listen to that now because I have seriously been sitting here thinking like it was I thought it was weird. You know, usually uh this author, she wraps up everything, you know. She's fully explores like these people's lives in the situation and this was just hanging out there for me I just thought was so weird but apparently it wasn't I just missed it <laughs> so I'll go back and listen to that again because now I'm curious like how exactly I missed that whole story you probably just need to be reminded but the little girl comes and they um they basically redo that storage room and okay so they they end up staying at the warden's cottage like they don't move once they get this kid but they end up changing out the storage room where all the boxes and stuff were into a girl's room and the end is of them putting up a picture of that dream that frankie had i do remember that part okay so i did listen because i remember that yeah that's (laughs) something you just probably need to be I just don't remember the kid at all. And, you know, you think it's weird that they're going back to the warden's house. I know you have a big issue with this, but where else would he go? He wants to be close to Zelda, um, especially because he, he has a kid now. House? Yeah, but that's his house, and that's, you know, close to where Zelda lives. It was, you know, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't think it's super weird. I think it's super duper weird because nobody wants to go to prison. And in his line of work, it's just very ironic that he owns a prison yard. I just think it's very ironic. But they, I mean, they do say the, the, the little girl's name is Morgan. Wow. She had a name and everything. <laughs> just really. But they don't really talk about her. Like she, she shows up and there's like, maybe a couple sentences about her and then there's a couple more sentences in the epilogue when she's hanging up a picture in the living room and he's like well are you sure that you go in here and he's like it looks like i'm dragging you through hell and she's like no you're dragging me out of it so yeah that's pretty much the whole book but the little girl is in there yeah i thought you were gonna ask like how is it possible that griff was able to keep a five-month-old baby because i mean i think the um i think morgan was something like five months pregnant six months pregnant i mean honestly i don't remember how far along she is because he had the baby i figured maybe she was almost due but my question is how did smoke not realize the baby was cut out because she was in pieces is what he said he said there was so much blood and she was in pieces that he thought that the baby was in pieces too i guess i don't know yeah, I just thought that was kind of strange is that, that he also, would not he have realized that. Stricken. I'm sorry? He was grief-stricken, grief mostly because of the baby, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't trying to look too close at it. Wasn't Morgan the girl's name, though, so he named her after her mom? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up for me. <laughs> Since I selectively listened to the end of that book, apparently. But, um, yeah. Is, this book was not long, as in like length, but it. Had, it I want. I want to say this book had like sixty chapters or something like that. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't. There remember. was. There were a lot of parts where it was slow, like a lot of filler parts where it was slow. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like, okay, come on, speed it up, speed it up. But yeah. So, can we spend uh-huh. a minute talking about the narrator? Sure. So Lucy Rivers is one of the narrators, right? Yeah. And the first time I read this book, I barely could listen to it. I could not stand listening to her. I thought it was just horrible. And I was upset. I was like, why would they, you know, they've chosen such good, you know, narrators, or at least not narrators that I've had a problem with. So why would they do this? But I went and looked back, and she narrates a lot of other stuff that I listen to and I love. I don't understand the reason for the the way she spoke in this. Like, the voice she gave to Frankie was kind of like Siri or Alexa or something. It's, you know, like something, talk a computer talking to you. I, I re- Did you pick up on that at all? The narration really bothered me. I mean, I don't know. I did. At one point, I did slow it down because I was on 1.75. I think that was this book. And it was on the part where Duke was leaving. And it was like, Hi, Sarah. And I was just like, oh, my God. That's like what one point, you know, one B or whatever, the normal C sounds like. How do people listen to that? But besides that I didn't have a problem with her narrating skills I mean I I went back and I looked and I realized I read a lot of stuff with her and there's a lot of stuff that I love the narration that she did so it's not the narrator it's whatever the reason was behind how she decided to voice Frankie and I just I didn't like it the second time either I 
I remembered the main thing I remembered about this book whenever I went to go reread it was that I hated the narrator. It was, yeah, (laughs) that was what stood out to me the most when I reread it. And I guess I went in knowing I didn't like the, you know, I didn't like how the narration was done. So I was able to kind of get over it, I guess, the second time and just listen to the story. I actually enjoyed the book overall the second time a lot more, I think because I let the narration situation go. But yeah, I still didn't like it. And I just don't, I guess I don't understand, but yeah, it is what it the is. Only time, the only time I have problems with narrators is when their voice is not distinct enough from character to character. Because it's hard, especially when, um, because some narrators say she said or he replied or th- those kind of things, but some of them don't. And so you have to really have a distinct difference in your voice, especially from man to woman. And no, especially from different women and different men talking at the same time, because otherwise you don't know who's talking and you have to pay even more attention to the personality, the personalities of each person. I think when you read, it should be like a relaxing experience and you can kind of just go with the flow. I don't think you should have to think too hard about what you're reading, especially audible. But in general, outside of that, I'm, you know, I don't really focus too much on the narrators. The only time I really notice them is when their voices don't change according to character. Yeah, I read, I mean, this is a little bit off topic uh, as far as smoke goes, but I read or I listened to a book recently and I can't remember which one it was. But it it was a it was a love story romance novel and there was a female and male narrator for the different parts. But they if it was a chapter that the female was narrating, she did the voices for both parts. Like we kind of talked about this in uh, one of our other episodes. And I actually like her male voice better than the male narrator. Really? Yeah. So part of me was like. I wish she would have narrated the whole, not that he was bad, but I was just, I liked her male voice better. And I thought it was kind of funny that um, I enjoyed the male voice of a female narrator more than I enjoyed the male voice of the male narrator. Yeah. I think that's why they should, like, when they're doing audibles to be consistent, like the male should always say the male pieces and the female should always say the female pieces. But they go by chapter instead of by voice or character, so. Well, we're still going to have to come back to this after we read the City series and see what how you still feel. Because I am still a little split on it. I I don't know. Did she narrate that one? No, um, it's not the same narrator. It's It's that I think... I can't remember if it's the whole city series or it's just the second and third book or something like that. They ended up switching from the girl doing the girl parts. I mean, the girl doing the girl chapters and all the voices and, you know, vice versa. And they started letting the narr- the, the way that you like it, that like what you're saying, like the guy always said the guy, the, the guy narrator always said the guy's lines. And that had a lot of negative reviews on Audible for that style. And so I'm just curious, after we read that again, we have to come back to this. Well, I just think, you know, when you think about it, so for Smoke, you're basically having to get used to two different voices for Smoke and two different voices for Frankie because the male and the female are reading, chap- you know, their own chapters, the Smoke chapters for Smoke and 
whatever, but they're also saying dialogue of the other person. Right. So, I mean, you basically have to get to get used to two different voices for one person. And sometimes it can, I mean, I think it can be a little confusing. Like, in One of Us is Lying, that was confusing. There were four narrators in that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, if it's not like a, a book from one person's point of view, then it's, it's harder to distinguish between the characters if you're not absolutely paying attention. And, I mean, I do, because, like I said, I can't focus on anything else that requires a lot of focus and read, but you can, so... I guess teachers Yeah. Well, I do know that there are some narrators out there or some books that are, you know, on Audible and the people do not change the voices at all. They're basically reading the book to you and that's fine. I mean, some of these books I've enjoyed where that happens, but that makes it very difficult. There's been a lot of times that I'm listening to the Audible and I am just like, I have no idea what's going on. I'll have to go pull up the Kindle version because a lot of times I have the Kindle version too because it either come you know I, it comes with it or something, so I'll go pull up the Kindle version to actually read through the text there because there's no variation and I can't figure out what's happening. So I don't know. I do think that that's not the situation with the narrators in this book. Like they are good narrators. I just did not like her voice of Frankie. I guess. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think <laughs> I think we're getting close to time. Do you have anything left to say about Up in Smoke? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything, and I think we did major spoilers on this one too. We did. <laughs> this is not one that you're gonna get much information more than we gave you if you read the book. I mean, I definitely think it's worth reading though. Um, so if you haven't and you're reading this series, definitely don't miss this one. But we told Well, I mean, they do learn about Frankie's background and they learn more about Smokey's background and a nice little surprise. Um, a question that is asked of Smoke by Rage is Nolan. So yeah. there are a few things. Yeah. There's I guess a few worth knowing. Yeah. So still go read it guys. Um, and if you have any comments, make sure to leave them for us and we'll read them all. Otherwise, Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in our next one.